And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Zach and Alex here. Um, as always, hello. we are joined by someone that we've had on the podcast before. If you're one of the OGs, you'll remember him. Back in the 2020, um, Noah Sweet, or Lefty Designs, however you know him, however you want to refer to him. Noah's here. To, we're kind of going to catch up, kind of going to recap what's been going on in his world. So, Noah, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. How are you doing on this fine Sunday evening? Um, I'm mellow. I'm doing okay. Mellow. mellow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm existing. Mellow yellow? <laughs> Do you like yellow? <laughs> mellow um, maybe. Yellow. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm chilling too. Um, so FYI, we're recording this literally during the Texas race because NASCAR loves um, putting their races at times that are very late in the day. I'm try- I would love to sleep tonight. I'm just <laughs> like Yeah. That's another conversation. I'm just so tired oh, yeah. of races. That's starting. a can of worms. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, they I think they're actually halfway, but um we're not talking about the race. We'll talk about the race later in the episode. Um me yep. and Alex will. But Noah, we're here to talk about you. Um Oops, Alex, I closed my dock. You take it over. I accidentally closed my dock. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Noah, just give us like a brief like intro of like who you are. For anyone who doesn't know. Just like, what do you do, and just who you are. like, who the hell is Noah Sweet? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm a uh, 21-year-old that lives at uh, my father's house, and I uh, freelance in NASCAR paint schemes, and I dabble a little bit outside into different racing genres, specifically IMSA. Um, I'm going to guess that a lot of people who know me as of late are going to know me from Instagram. Um, I joined the dark side and started doing video real content on Instagram, even though everyone hates it. And, uh, that kind of took off. So, um, if people know me from there, um, a lot of the people that know me are from my personality are from Twitter. So, um, if you don't want to, you know, get to know me that well, don't follow my Twitter, but if you do follow it, um, (laughs) um, but yeah, this whole occupation I've got has kept me extremely busy. I, I told you guys that earlier, like I like... I just got done working on something like five minutes ago. <laughs> it just it just kind of keeps it keeps me it keeps me extremely occupied, and I've been keep, I've been making that a point as of late to all the people that I've been talking to. I'm just like, hey, um, if I don't show up, just assume I'm working on something, and you yeah, can like ping me if you really need to talk to me. Yeah, that's tough. So yeah, and it's really tough when you're in a basement where cell signal's bad. Oh, <laughs> hey, I went like I went true straight days uh, where my phone just decided that I didn't have any data. Or it wasn't getting any SMS messages. So I went two straight days without anybody um, messaging me. It was conveniently after I asked people about payment. And then like at like 6.41 p.m. on a Thursday, I got 10 messages at the same time, all from clients going, deadline's today. And it was like yesterday. And I was like, oh, oh my no. God. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just like, that's how that's how bad it is. Like two days, that's it. That's all it took. And I had like 10 messages. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Got to tell people that my phone just decided oh, not no. to give messages, and I hope they believe it. <laughs> yeah, some how, people. Like, you, you, oh, you. I was gonna say some people may not know like what cars you've uh, worked on. Like, yeah, oh, you've done sure. like the Chase Elliott Hooters car. That's right? the big one right now. Yeah, you, the big one's definitely the Hooters car. Yes. And you work on a, a lot of the Polig Xfinity cars. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. That um, the the Hooters car is definitely. I had I had a, a tad bit of creative freedom on it. I was I was like kind of restricted in some areas, right? But mm-hmm. 
the whole um the whole idea of that scheme was to really nail the panel gradient because they allowed me to do clear water blue with the scheme and I'm like that's gonna be all over every concept I give them. So I wanted that blue back so bad. Uh, so the blue people definitely like the blue. I did see like an outpour of people who were missing the night owl. Um, which yeah, I get it. I, I like the night owl. I wish the night owl had the day glow orange that I was using. I like the yeah. only change I'd make to it, but yeah. yeah, the matte black and day glow. And if it had like the clear water blue, it'd be the perfect night owl, but you know, um, yeah. but this year's, I like a lot. It got tricky cause, uh, we wanted to revert to the, uh, the retro owl. Right. Which I thought mm -hmm. was, I, at which I was like, I'm totally fine with doing that. I think bringing back the old owl would be perfect for now. So, um, yeah, you did a great. Not the one that I wanted to run, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there was a couple. There was maybe two others that I wish uh, ran, but I mean, don't be wrong. I still, I still like it. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's great. But I had, you know, I had to pick my favorites. I have to, you know. So when I ranked the ones that were like in like the uh, the final round of the game show, right, up mm -hmm. in marketing, I was like, please be that one. Please be that one. And I. <laughs> And it was, and then I had a please not be that one. So <laughs> mm -hmm. there was like one that was in the middle. There was one that I wanted. And I was like the other one where I'm just like, I don't know if people will like it. <laughs> yeah. And then that one got picked. So I was like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something um, so. people don't realize, especially like you're not just designing one scheme. You're really designing like. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. Much. It's. Uh, I don't know how much, like five at least. I made, I made, I made 10. I made yeah, 10. Yeah. So you're making 10 yeah. schemes. Only yeah, one will get Only seen. one gets made. Yeah. What really sucked about that job was that I mean, within the time frame it was, it was a perfectly fine timeline, right? But we had to do the they also tasked me to do the suit. Um and then I didn't. I don't even think do the about suit. that. Yeah, I didn't do the suit because the suit needed to come from Italy and we missed oh. the due date on it because uh, printing a suit out in Italy and then getting it shipped um apparently takes fifteen years. So I, I, I missed the deadline on the suit. And the only reason why I did was because I wanted to work on the car first to get a general sense of like, hey, what's the car look like, right? So that way I can implement it into the suit. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. yeah. It's that, just, so I had to, so I was kind of busting my hind in on it. But there was like, there was a, there was like a little stint of time where I had to um, actually shift some of my focus onto the Lexus project that I was tasked to do. So I was doing the Lexus, yeah, the the Vassar Sullivan Lexus slash trailer and all the renders I did. I was doing it at the same time as the Hooters car. Like that's how far back oh, it was. Man. I did the I did this Hooters car like. Girl, are you working? Uh, like late, <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like late November. So like in the car, like no one had a good reference of what a a front, you know, a, a push forward number scheme looked like. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Time to time to make Junior proud, you know, because <laughs> because he had called me called me out on Twitter under one of Bob Proctor's tweets and uh, tweets tweets. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm tired. Hey! Um, but yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He like he like I didn't know he said that until my mom showed me. Believe it or not, my mom was in the living room. Bro, when you just accidentally ignored El Junior. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I wasn't on my phone. Just like, did you see what Junior said? I was like, no. Oh my She's God. Like, she, he tagged you. And I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> it's probably the evil Dale Junior account or something. And I was like, oh my God, it's Dale Junior. <laughs> um, how, how do you feel about, I would say you had a, a big impact on that, on the shifting of the numbers because they tried having them pushed back 
a Bristol All Star race that I, one time. I mean, but then I mean, really I think I, ho- was I was hoping it was. I was hoping it was just like a like a common sense thing amongst. I mean, within NASCAR, because like, I mean, yeah, yeah. you could have made you you could make the rear number placement look good on the Gen Six, right? Because the ass end of that car was really long compared to the True. next gen. Which you know, when they decided doing the concepts of the car where they push the number back instead of push it forward, you were shrinking the space that you already had. And then adding a equal size space next to it, and it just doesn't yeah. make any sense, right? Yeah. And we saw it's, that a lot in those All Star Bristol even, cars. Even even on the All Star cars, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, I didn't like them. it's. I didn't I, there was there was a couple that were fine, and then there was a there, for every two that were okay, there was like five that I was like, I really yeah. hope that Denver hits a track again. Like yeah. I like it was just, and some of it, some of the sponsor placement was extremely redundant too, which is what I was getting really tired of towards the end of 2021, where it's be Smithfield, yeah. Smithfield, Smithfield. I'm just like, yeah. I get it. I get it. You know, <laughs> you're not, I mean, it's just like when you're making a piece, right? If you're making an advertisement, there's a point of focus. There's not multiple points of focus. So on one plane of the car, there needs to be a point of focus. It's like when you have the five point template before you print, right? You've got sponsor number. And then baby sponsors, right? Little set, little moons around the other First, stuff, sponsors, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you have to present visual hierarchy when you're designing something all the time. You can't just make it all sponsor or, or like all text or whatever. It's hard to read. Mm-hmm. So uh, on top of that, um, I mean, with stuff like this year, you've got like um, teams that are trying to take Xfinity schemes and putting them onto cup cars. And then they wonder why there's so much empty space. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've had a couple of those already. Yeah. Um, and it's just, they're getting it now. Don't get me wrong. They've, they've, they, they kind of get it now where they know <laughs> you have to change it up a little bit. Like it's been, it's been kind of known that like you can sort of take a cup or truck, a cup or Xfinity and put it on a truck. It's kind of doable. Yeah. Um, but it used to be for the longest time, you could just take an Xfinity car and throw it on a cup car and it looks absolutely yeah. fine. Right. Right. Now right. you, you, have you can't. Number, yeah. Right? <laughs> you, and now you can't. Right, which is what I would usually do, like with how I made my throwbacks work, it was really simple. I just moved the design right. forward with the number. <laughs> you know, because people are like, How are we gonna do forward numbers? I'm like, you just move it. You move everything. <laughs> you know, just move the number forward. Yeah. I guess it's just gonna say push the number. It doesn't mean the scheme's gonna be the same on the car, you know. Yeah. Now that it, now that we're like a year into the forward numbers, are are you liking them or do you wish they'd like what's your opinion on that now that we're like a year into it as a designer? <sighs> I still like the door numbers. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, but but I mean, it doesn't look bad. That's the thing. Yeah, like, it doesn't I look admit, bad at all. I was being really overdramatic when they announced the change because I, I mean, was you like, and you and a couple. I mean, a lot of people. Oh, I'm not a couple, the only a lot. one. But yeah, I no, everybody was pretty I upset I was about being it. Overdramatic because honestly, <laughs> these cars look pretty good. Like, yeah, I I was like, I'm never gonna buy a diecast again. I'm done. Yeah. And now it's like, I buy with it. Yeah. Like even like yeah. Kyle Larson's five car, it's the same scheme, but it still looks good. Yeah, I think I think what what helped with the five car is that Pro Stock car floats around social media every once in a while, where it's literally just no number and just says Hendrick Motorsports down the yeah. side of the car, and it's still the it's still the Ricky Hendrick scheme, but it's just on a Chevy Pro Stock that's shaped like a bullet. That. I was so worried yeah. about that car, but they really did a good job. Um, yeah, it, I mean it looks I it looks fine. I. 
Because honestly, I don't even know if I prefer the door number anymore. Because I'm like, well, this does make sense. Because then you, yeah, you can put a bigger sponsor yeah. on the side. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was so, I was such a person. that's like, well, it doesn't matter how big the logo is. A Bass Pro Shops car is a Bass Pro Shops car. It doesn't make a difference. Right. Which is right. yeah. still true, but. And it, and not going to lie, I think the only reason why I prefer, prefer, man, I'm sorry. That's strike two. <laughs> sorry. Well, maybe the, um, yeah, the reason why door numbers I like so much more, like I like a designing Xfinity cars a lot more in next gens, just because there's not a lot of room in the next gen anymore. Like I'm not sure if you've noticed that. Like there's not a lot of room to, like, it's really hard to, sort of like one of them in particular, um, Zeus. When I tried to translate the the Ally Texas car to next gen, it looks almost entirely different to what it was supposed yeah. to, you know what it looks like on the Gen 6, because the lightning bolts are meant to cradle the number, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, when you push all those elements forward, a scheme that is literally dependent on where the number is, it's like, huh, you know, this kind of sucks. Yeah, you got to think <laughs> of something to do in the back then. So that it's just, right. Yeah, it's no, the, the back end, the back end all just becomes a sponsor then. That's what usually happens, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, one of the ones that transferred over very well from from door to uh, cup was when mm -hmm. Kyle Williams was in charge of transferring my AG one eleven car to the sixteen cup car. Like oh, it, okay. it, he yeah. he did a perfect job moving all the elements forward, like just like mm -hmm. just like I was saying, and it looks totally fine. Like it can be executed fine on the right scheme, but you know you just have to have someone who knows what they're doing, like Kyle, like you know making sure that it's all set in stone and actually cradles a number the way it was intended to on the original design so that way there's not much of a deviation from what the original scheme was supposed to represent. Because some elegance can get super lost because the white will be under the number or the white will be under the sponsor and then you try to move all that over and then the sponsor's overlapping that white and you got to add a stroke on the on the sponsor, you know? So it kind of... yeah, It's a big can of worms that you can open up you can be lazy with it you can spend time on it but it all just kind of depends on whether or not the design was meant to be what's the word modular right that's yeah. that's what there's, that's what the focus is now is making sure things can be moved around <laughs> there's so many things that go into designing i don't know how you do it uh, i mean you don't have to put it into it you know i mean you can boil race car design into a science like me and davin you know mm -hmm. had our little thing where i was like if i've got a deadline i can just depend on these and you can make a race car right it's like picking right. out a it's like me in my head there's like a nascar paint scheme booth in like nascar 08 or something and i'm picking bases and i go oh, okay yeah. we're gonna do this one you know <laughs> i just have a, I just have certain design styles and like patterns that i've put on a car before that i've like unlocked through my progression in my career <laughs> and then i go all right we're picking scheme a and it's going to have these colors and then we're going to just nice. slap it on this car and send it to the client they go we love it and i'm like great awesome win for <laughs> me <laughs> you know so um you mentioned you made a lot of concept schemes uh this yeah. is kind of a joke question but half serious uh you've worked with college racing yes uh with the rumors of, I know Kyle Busch is signed now, but what? I want to know, no. did you like ever make a concept scheme for Kyle Busch a colleague? For for Kyle a colleague, I did not actually. Okay. Uh, most of the colleague, uh, most of the colleague stuff, I'd say maybe seventy five percent of it is through Dylan Management Group, right? So mm -hmm. the sponsors, I'm I'm assuming how it goes is the sponsors who work with Dylan Management Group or the drivers who work with Dylan Management Group contact them and say we need a concept scheme with a sponsor, right? And then they would contact me and go, hey, we need this done. 
uh, when can you get it done to a spy? Here's the deadline, blah, 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 blah. And then I send them renders, right? Which right. has been a big thing of why people have been contacting me is because I'm able to do a realistic render of the car of it on the track. And, you know, right. you don't have to wrap the car to get them to have that kind of view on it. So um, right. it's a really, really cool, like, process that I've got going um, where, you know, it's, it's really easy to make a concept because I've got a UV template of a 3D model that I can just slap a design on. You know, I know where everything is. And I yeah. can get, like, a concept to them in, like, 45 minutes. Right? Oh, wow. It's, and you can get it done really, really wow. fast, you know? And, um, but obviously, that's for stuff for, like, pitches and concepts, right? Yeah. For stuff like uh, Hooters, right? That's, like, stuff where, like, you have to study the, bra the brand guidelines. You have to study, you know, the colors, do color theories, um, do sketches like I like do hand drawn stuff. I'll print off like a blank five point template and I'll do sketches on it, right? Just yeah. to just to get a general sense of what I can get away with. Hmm. Um, have you enjoyed working with colleague and Hendrick? Like I like you've enjoyed like working with the teams or is, like you said, is it just a management groups that they have? I mean, I enjoy working on everything. To be honest with you, like I, I love Good. what I do. Good. Like what I do, I think you know what I do is like. Like if I would have told my younger self this is what I'd be doing, he'd say no way, right? That's right. I, I just love it. I just love it so much. It's it's honestly, I mean, I don't know what I'd be doing without this. Honestly, like to right. to be like it's. I've had that thought a couple times. I'm like, what if this goes away? Like, <laughs> what happens to me? <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like it's just kind of my life now. So right. And back in twenty. You had oh, the car oh. with Ally. Sorry, you like cut out. At the time, a big deal. Oh, I cut out? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Your video feed okay. like stopped, but then you kept talking. And, like, but you had like, the car. You had the car with Ally, and they asked you to make it. Mm. Um, little backstory there that I'll try and sum up is that right. you made a pride scheme, like an LGBT yeah. pride scheme for Pride Month yep. with Ally as a sponsor. Bitches got mad. A lot of a lot of homophobes <laughs> got mad online. Yep. A lot of homophobes got Hose mad online. Mad. Hose yeah. mad. <laughs> and and understandably, it was really hard for you, and it really you had a lot of mental health issues going on at the time, and it was you know it was a lot for you, but and we told you at the time like we really appreciated it. Because it's like, oh wow, like like no one else ride on that. a NASCAR. It was like yeah, that right. was like the that month. What what like June twenty twenty? Like it was Brown the first man. time we even really saw Pride. Honestly, like was, on NASCAR Twitter, you know what like, I? It was a big deal. Right. Yeah. It was a big deal to, and, to us personally. And then it led to you, you know, having a lot of bad mental health spiral. Understandably, right. honestly, because like all of that went. It's you had weight on you. Basically. Yeah, it was yeah. just a big, big weight, and you know, it just led to a bad place. But thankfully, you're doing good now. You were saying, and everything's oh yeah, good now. Yep. But you had Ally reach out to you to design a car. Would you like to quickly explain that story, if you'd like? Oh yeah, um, just from there. When they when they contacted me, it was uh, it was like uh, the day that my mom posted that I was coming back home. Because I had spent mm -hmm. uh, it's like seven to eight days um, in an inpatient program that was about an hour away from my house. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, but like when I got out, uh, like I got to open up my phone and just see notification after notification after message after message after call after call. 
And yeah. um, after a while of being um, back on social media, when I when I hopped on, you know, in my opinion, I hopped on way too early. But just hearing about everything and you know who wanted to contact me and stuff like that, it just it quickly overcame all the work that I just did to like understand I don't need social media all the time, you know. So, um, which will sort of you know play into uh, what I'll talk about, but like. I think that same night, uh, like the Ally Racing social media account had sent a message to me and said they wanted to set up a Zoom call uh, with me and Jimmy Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. and on top of that, Jimmy Johnson commented on my, uh, you know, my post about me being back, saying to to keep strong, you know, and, and then like about a and day he was later, like your hero, was like, yeah, Jimmy I, Johnson. Jimmy is. Jimmy Johnson is the only guy I rooted for, you know. <laughs> You know, yeah. if it wasn't Jimmy Johnson, so it, was really it, was, cool. it was Dale Jr., you know. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it was like Jimmy Johnson 110% of the time. You know, my grandma always got me Jimmy Johnson diecast. always went to Lowe's with my dad. I called it Jimmy Johnson's house when I was a little kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've got Jimmy Johnson stuff all over the place in this room. we got a bunch of diecasts and posters and whatever, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, just as, I mean, any NASCAR fan would have. You know, there's nothing special about it. I was just a Jimmy Johnson fan. So, yeah. you know, but to me, it was like important, you know, it was the guy I rooted for. And then by the time, you know, he wasn't the same Jimmy Johnson that we remember. He wasn't, you know, winning all the time like he always did. You know, it's so weird. To, yeah. It's so weird to say that. But I mean, it just was, you know, and when they contacted me and said that Jimmy wanted to meet me, the, you know, the thought had never crossed my mind that like, Hey, I've never talked to Jimmy Johnson before. (laughs) I don't think Jimmy Johnson ever knew who I was up until this point, (laughs) you know? And like only until I got on that zoom call with him and Andrea Brimmer and a representative from, uh, Andrea Brimmer is the CMO of Ally Bank. She's, she's a wonderful woman. She's, she's fantastic. Um, and as well as like a representative from Hendrick Motorsports, right? We were on that call and they told me about how brave it was of me to, to do what I did and um, how it was good that I got help, you know, and went to uh, somewhere where I could get that help and whatnot. And then they told me that they would love for me to either A, make a uh, paint scheme for Alex Bowman for the Clash next year, or... Um, make a paint scheme for Jimmy Johnson in his final races, right? And at Yo, this time, I didn't know that at this was time, option. yeah. What in the yeah, world? At, however, at this time, I didn't know it was Alex Bowman. That's a correction. They said the 48 car for the Clash because okay. this was at the time when they didn't know right. uh, who the right. driver was right. going right. to be. Right. So right. it made it pretty, pretty, like, you know, obvious, like, I'm going to make Jimmy's car, right? But, like, in mm-hmm. that moment when they asked me that question, I noticed my entire family was to the right of me. They had all been introduced to Andrea Bremer and Jimmy Johnson, right? They all yeah. talked about how much I am so happy to be in this meeting and so happy to meet Jimmy, and they're so happy that he's meeting me and stuff like that. And when they asked me that, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was this is the first crying. time, like, I... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That, like, I think the first few months of being out of that, uh, being out of inpatient i was like on like autopilot it was so like i was just being carried wherever people would suggest me to go like 
when people had asked me, can you be a part of this article? I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of, yeah, yeah, sure, right. I'd love to, I'd love to help you out and, you know, tell you my story, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like in that moment, I was like, this, you know, the only thing Jimmy knows about me is this, like what's going on right now. This is like his first impression on me. Right. And I've had yeah. plenty of first impressions on Jimmy Johnson. I've like seen him in person, you know, I never told him my name. You know, I don't know if he remembers me. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Right. You know, right. He sees millions of people. And it just kind of like that kind of s- scared me. You know what I mean? Kind of scared yeah, the hell out of me. And sure. I was like, I have to do this. Like, I have to make this car. Like, I like I cannot turn this down. And on top of that, they also gave me scholarship money for school. That's like oh wow yeah I, I mean they did they did they did everything like for me they did as much as they mm-hmm. possibly could for me and I like again I'll, I'll always say I'll I'll never you know be able to reciprocate what was done for me for by them that that was the most right. the most like I don't think any anything any amount of anything anyone could have ever done for me you know it was all I wanted mm-hmm. you know but um. I mean, obviously, like I said, when those months carried on, I joined social media way too early, you know, and just everybody that reached out to me and everybody who wanted to talk to me wanted to see the messages. They wanted to see uh, the comments. They wanted to see what hate I got and, you know, what it was like for me to be on the other end of it. And then in that whole process, I like totally forgot why I was in the impatient in the first place. You know, I like... I was just like so geared to the to the to the notion that like all oh, this is not my fault. You know. Right. Like this was this is all, you know, I got so much hate, I got so much this, it's not my fault. You know, and mm-hmm. when true reality, I mean ever since I was a kid, I've I've had I've had issues, you know, talking, you know. So that's that's how I got drawing. I would just draw my draw out how I feel and show my mom or whatever. I'd slide a picture mm-hmm. under her door with a sad face or something. You know, and, you know, I, so like it just devolved uh, after I got out of high school, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, high school is hard on everybody, you know, leaving, leaing well, leaving high school is when you go to college and you got no it's friends there. Just, right. Yeah. Awesome. I went, yeah, I went from like a, a 60 kid class. Right. Where yeah. I was like, yeah, I was oh, like best friends with the, in the world. Yeah, I don't live it's in a, a small town. S- small, small. I, it was a small. Everyone town. around here says, "Oh, yeah, this is a small town." No, bestie, it's no. not. Because <laughs> me and Alex, when, our Airbnb when we went to Iowa, bestie, there yeah. might have been a hundred people in that whole town. That was crazy. <laughs> oh my! It's weird. God. It's the only reason why that town exists is because a train went uh-huh. through it. Um, like like oh. hundreds of years ago, you know, like that was it was like a wow. depot, and now it's like a small little. Quiet That's community that crazy. absolutely loves high school football, you know. Right. What else is <laughs> there? Has, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and like one Chevy dealership. <laughs> my entire grade in like elementary school was sixty kids. Like my grade. That that's crazy. yeah. That's 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 the. I'm mean, same. That was the same thing with my grade. Like it was a class of sixty kids. Like I mean, obviously, but like okay, like, like in the one grade below though. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grade below us had ninety kids. Right. And we thought that was huge. Right. And that was the grade my brother was in. God bless them teachers. Yeah. But I mean, having a smaller class, you get a lot closer to everybody else because you just kind of see oh, everybody, yeah, know. you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there's a fair share of drama. Sure. I mean, that popped oh, up. I mean, where doesn't it? Yeah. But I mean, but I, like I said, I, I was like really bad at talking, 
like present presentations, right? Oh, me too, girl. And all that stuff. But like, I mean, I'd be really, you know, open and you know, crazy and fun with my friends or whatever when I'm at their house or whatever. But I'm not at school yeah. and I'm, I'm making first impressions and stuff. I'm like super, super quiet to myself. Yeah, yeah. Not so you know, so yeah, and but like that would also come into play when people would start talking about parties and stuff and. It would just kind of be like, you know, whoever wants to come. No, it's not like you need to be invited, but I just didn't go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just didn't show up. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it just is. So that was really tough for me after college because I didn't want to contact anybody because I didn't want right. to like, be a burden or whatever, you know? Just, I don't know. I still don't know what my thought process was. Like, it just, it seems so simple now, but like thinking about like back then, like, just the thought of like me going like, okay, I need to, I need to talk to somebody. I need to give them something. I'm like, just totally like jumbled and like, don't know what to do or how to say whatever I want to say to them. You know, right. It did, like even like saying it right now doesn't make any sense, but it was just how I was geared, you know? So, so, so leaving college, it was just kind of, you know, I didn't really have anybody yeah. to talk to. So there's really no one to see. I was seeing new people all the time. So I went from that 60 kid class to that big, huge private art institution in Detroit that I was driving to every day. It was like an hour drive. And are you enjoying that right now? Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that, that ended after COVID. Um, oh, uh, okay. yeah, it was, there's a um, whole thing to why I hmm. left that school that I could, that I could talk about, but it's not that right. important. But I'm I'm not there anymore. I'm at, to... a, I'm at a community college, so that's awesome. Yeah, community colleges are great. I highly recommend them. It's, oh, yeah, me too. it's we very to, yeah. It's we wanted to nice. ask you about with this story, and then after all that, you your social media audience has really grown since then. Yeah, and you've had these issues with social media. Like, what is your relationship with social media now? Like, do you uh, use it I mean, like, less? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't use it less. I just use it less from the way I used to use it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of use it. It's just yeah. kind of like a... Yeah. Like you I'm, mentioned before we start recording, like, your emotional fuel tank, which I found interesting. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, like I told you guys beforehand, uh, I was like, I just kind of, you know, I'll bring it up when it's important, when it's necessary, you know, but I've kind of kept my whole you know, uh, what's, what's a good word? Like my emotional side of myself off of social media. Right? I just kind of keep that within an inner circle now. It's you're keeping professional too. Yeah. That's, that also has a big, that is a big, there's a big effect in that too. Yeah. I have to, I have to keep yeah. my hot takes at like a low simmer, you know, that's and I have to, hard to learn. It, yeah. I mean, it took a bit. Yeah. They, I've gotten hot water like once and that was just because of, a concept that I made that is sponsors with a company that I'm working with. And like, we can't have an employee of our company making a concept that's not going to happen. So just don't do that again. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the only time I've gotten hot water over anything so far. So it's just kind of, it's not like yeah. something happened. And like, I had to like revitalize my whole mentality with social media. It was just like for my own good, mm -hmm. you know? Um, right. But on the, at the same time, I, I did it just because... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot better now, you know, yeah. like I'm like, I don't, I just awesome. feel like there's nothing to, to put out there. I mean, I, I yeah, it's, it's not like I just flipped a switch and I'm magically fine now. I still, I still have bad days. You know, I still have days where I have hard times, you know, dealing with what I've got going yeah. on, you know, and, 
And I think the part that affects me the most is knowing how it may be affecting my girlfriend, my, my siblings, my parents, you know, do they notice if I'm having a bad day, you know, are they going to see me having a bad day and remember that I have mm -hmm. all this going on, you know, and I don't like, you know, ever since what happened in 2020, I've just, it took a while, but I, I had to realize that I have to stop worrying people, you know. Which, yeah. which was a choice I made in my head. It wasn't like someone told me to, but um, it just, the, the trauma from all that, like, put me in a position of where, like, I never want to do that to anybody ever again. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. I just, I would rather people know that I'm okay, which I am, right? Um, and not see me in a pickle or situation again, right? And worry them. I just, I just don't, ah, I just, it, it's just, it's mental tough. health is very important. It's, it is, it's important. Everyone it's, listening, prioritize your mental health. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important. And it's also like, it's, you gotta, you know, someone can help you on the staircase, but you have to go up the staircase. Like yep. you have to do it. It's, it's all on you to do it. You know, I mean, something, yeah, something can and maybe will temporarily fix what, you know, what you're dealing with but it's not gonna mm. fix it you know you have to you have to go up the staircase on your own someone's not gonna fix you you have to fix yourself that's that's huge yeah. uh, like more people need to know that <laughs> i mean it's the same thing it's i mean like people are this it's almost the same thing as you know substance you know when you're dependent on something like like you know it could be something as simple as like eating fast food or whatever right okay. a person can be bad yeah <laughs> a person can a person can do the same thing to you they'll they'll make you feel you know like yeah. everything's okay and you know and if that goes away i mean it probably will you know what are you gonna do <laughs> you know so you have to like you, you can't have someone helping you up the staircase the entire time you gotta learn how to walk up it yep so um, let's uh let's wrap up with uh, a positive here I, I wanted to ask you you've ever made that's made the track uh, um Gosh, sorry, Alex. I, did I do. You ask, it, I think it cut out on my end. Did you ask him his favorite scheme that he's that yeah he made that hit the track? Yeah. If, if it I cut out it. on your end, they didn't hear it. Uh, I asked if the what is your favorite scheme that has made the racetrack? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um. Oh, that's a good I question. I, yeah, I really really like choice. the pit boss. <laughs> I like the I like the pit boss car a lot. I like I like Smokey. Smokey's a Smokey's one of my favorites. But like, I mean, like I, I guess I guess the clear favorite would probably be AJ's uh, Nutrient Car because that thing's won three races. So, well, I yeah, like I mean, it's I named it I named it Breadwinner because of that. It never had a name. <laughs> so like I like like how I've named the twenty three Smokey just because I liked it so much and I really mm -hmm. did like Landon's original Voyager car. Um, mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm obviously okay with the 10. I mean, they stripped a couple things off of it, you know, that I liked, but I yeah. mean, it still, still served its purpose, I suppose, you know, and I guess that's a pretty hot topic right now with Voyager, but I don't really have as right. much info on that. <laughs> I just made the car. Like I hold the sign, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah. but I, I think I've had to, I think my favorite is the, the pit boss car for sure. Like I've always wanted to do the scorcher, like hot wheels, highway 35 scheme, like for real. <laughs> and I got to do it. So it was really interesting how that one was made too, because I went from talking to the guy, like with the company personally, 
about making the scheme. And then um, Dylan Management said that they needed a concept for the 23 as pit boss. I'm like, well, um, you won't need a concept because we're already making it, <laughs> you know, because they just needed a concept to get the sponsor deal rolling. It wasn't like for the official scheme, right? But the guy had already contacted me, but Dylan Management was like, you know, hey, you know, we need a we need a scheme done or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think I like that one most. So we're almost done, and yeah. then we'll talk about Texas. Unfortunately, uh, Zach, would you like to? Yes, ask I would love our our we, question. We ask every guest. We almost forgot. So we ask every guest <laughs> on the podcast. Obviously, we started this after we uh, had you on okay. the first time. If you could drive any race car, any car, whatever, around any racetrack in the world, like no, oh, man. like anything, oh. more choices, okay. bestie. Yeah. Man, uh, shoot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hang on. What's like my. I feel like, like don't, don't, aren't you form? one of those like Gen 4 truthers? Like, you love the Gen 4 car, don't you? I, I like the Gen 4 car because it looks cool. Okay. That's my whole shtick with it, right? Uh, yeah, it's nostalgia based. Sure. Yeah. I, I like the Gen 4 car a lot. Sure. I, but I think, I think, you know, when it comes to that whole. You know how many you know all those Gen Four truthers like Nathan Keani out there or whatever. You know it. I very much value the kind of safety improvements that are done to cars more than right. Yeah. Than how well it races. Yeah. Like I don't like seeing drivers getting out of cars holding on, holding on to something that sucks. You know, yeah. and especially what we saw today. I just I was just like, yeah. it, just, it makes yeah. you sick, man. I, I just I, drives yep. me nuts. But. Answer Anyways, back to the back to the question. <laughs> yeah, I want to drive a like I just I want to I want to I want to I want to drive a monster truck. Yo, oh, that's honestly. a good answer. I I want to I want to I want to drive a monster truck and I want to tear it to pieces. <laughs> it has been on my bucket list since I was like four years old. Uh -huh. I, like I. Oh, monster trucks are so awesome! Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, I, I That's love a good them. I, I've I've got a lot of deep rooted childhood in monster trucks with Dan Evans and the Destroyer because he lived in Michigan. His friends with uh, his wife yeah. was friends with my mom, so we got to see the trucks all the time. And I was at the last event they did at the Silverdome, so I just like everything, everything like monster trucks and drag boats and stuff like that. Because my dra grandpa did drag boat racing. It's just kind of like that. Like I wish something I'm doing right now with all the motorsports design stuff I do, which I, uh -huh. I wish I could shift that into that somehow. Like, I don't know how that do? Avenue on the like monster trucks or like drag boats, but drag boats are usually like painted, you know, but I want to do like a monster truck, like, like, like if a remember, sponsor, like needed something done. I would so be all over it. You remember the uh, Gravedigger car that Kevin Harvick had? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you did you did you notice how many monster truck schemes I posted after that? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. I did a. I did a. I did a Keelan Harvick son of a digger paint scheme with the sixty two. Oh really? I did a. I did a maximum destruction version of the number four car. I did a Bush beer grave digger car. Oh my god! <laughs> I did an El Toro Loco Daniel Suarez car, um, and then I did a Camden Murphy uh, Bakugan Dragonoid number eight truck because that's the truck he actually drove on top of doing the monster trucks in the in the Bakugan truck. Mm -hmm. I, I made all those when I saw Gravedigger on a entry list. <laughs> I was like, it's happening. <laughs> Everybody, it's happening. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was that was the coolest crossover on the planet, honestly. I love that. 
Uh, before we let you go, is there anything you'd like to say to all of our listeners? Uh, drink water and get sleep. So, so true. Sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah. Why are you listening to find, this? Yeah, find, find, yeah. And if you're <laughs> done, when you're done with this podcast, find some good music. Good music is amazing. Yeah. I agree. That, that is that is like that is the healer for everything, honestly. <laughs> yep. All right, Noah. Thank you so much for coming on talking about um your journey. It's also really incredible that just in the span since we had you on last time, you've grown so much professionally and personally mm-hmm. um as a NASCAR designer, as a person. Yeah, to the point you guys thought I sounded different. <laughs> yeah. That new microphone. <laughs> oh yeah, that new microphone makes me sound like I'm like for it, I guess. thirty years old. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Noah. Yeah. Thank okay. you so much. Um, yeah, proud of you, man, for all yeah. you've done. I I really do appreciate you guys. I really do. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll see y'all after the ad break. All right, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Let me move my microphone closer. Um. A day later, actually, because NASCAR at Texas didn't want to end. When we finished recording with Noah, um, what, a lightning delay happened? Because everything had yeah, to you, go wrong yesterday. You told Noah and I that they were in a lightning delay, and I was shocked. I'm like, what? God, okay. I have... <laughs> um, but before we start the segment, thank you again to yes. Noah, Lefty Designs, for joining us. Yeah. Really appreciate it. It was a good conversation. Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed and it. More insight, kind of like what paint scheme designers kind of go through. Cause yeah, as an artist, it really interests me. Um, because it is yeah. a lot of work, and it's a lot of get this done now, and it's like, oh god, right. like, all right, could I do it? Mm. Anyways, um, lots so to talk y'all. about here. <laughs> NASCAR Cup Series at Texas, first race in the round of twelve. This race, I've. You know, I've got, I felt like this before, but I actually feel like NASCAR is kind of getting to a point where it's falling apart because there's been there's been a lot of um, energy boiling about with the safety of the next gen car, so that got hit today. Tires were hit today. Um, playoff kind of manipulation, race manipulation was hit today. Yeah. We had a lightning delay because why not? Um, Just of course. I. And the, oh oh let's not forget the officials weren't watching the race. Yeah. I don't think you could find a worse NASCAR race in terms of it hitting all of the areas. Was the racing even good yesterday? I don't even no. like so No. It's a number Dave one Moody a bad race. The only, Dave Moody is the only person I've seen say that they enjoyed the race. And he's yesterday. drunk. Sorry. He he's crazy. Dave Moody but, Dave Moody like, is crazy. And I don't he, mean that in a bad way. He's just you cannot he has his own opinions. I respect him for that. But yeah. he's crazy. If you enjoyed, if you enjoyed the race, I'm happy. You're crazy. For you. I'm but crazy th- too. So if it's, you it's not take out all the issues from this race, this was still awful. Like I'm just, again, yeah. it had bad officiating, bad racing, tire problems, a lightning delay. The lightning delay, not even a problem. Like what else? Like um, safety issues with the next gen. Thank God Cody wears like. Uh, is he okay? okay? We don't know. Um, Kevin Harvick tweeted this morning that he's in a lot of pain this morning because he had one of his car when he lost yeah. the tire went back first. And then the we wall. have like play like race or like wrecking people under caution and on pit road. Yeah, we'll get like, to literally all of this. everything you could imagine. 
bad. I don't like the only worst thing is it could have been like the 2020 race where it took three days to finish. Also, it's yeah. a 500 mile race that takes six hours to finish, which is getting yeah, unacceptable. Should not have been 500 miles. Like, there's a reason. How many NFL football games can you watch in that time? At least two. At least two. Like, <laughs> you could probably start a third. I, I, there's a reason people watch the NFL on Sunday. I, there yeah. is a reason. It's not because Jeff Gordon had a points lead that one year and it was boring. Oh my god, this isn't boring. This is boring. Okay. That's not why. Yeah. It's really not. And before we get into everything, I kind of want to just have a big moment here about motorsport in general. I don't like the direction motorsport's going because we, how many times have we had this conversation about not just NASCAR, primarily NASCAR. But even F1 has kind of tapped Formula into, One I think, what you're had, talking about. Yeah, F1 has had a lot of races like this where it's like, what are we even doing? IndyCar at Nashville specifically, you've had a lot of... Yeah. Both Nashville races for IndyCar, disasters. At least, like, IndyCar, outside of Nashville, we don't really have a lot of disasters. Yeah, races. and that's Na- that's IndyCar's one race. That's but like NASCAR that's has them, like, once a month, at least. Yeah, and it's getting... It's really been bad this year. Like, it's kind of crept into that past couple years. I'd say the first one you could point out is 2008 Breakout 400. But then after that, it wasn't as often. But then you could probably... Ever since this current playoff era, there's probably at least a dozen. It's the playoff era. It really is. I feel like that's the catalyst for it. Because a lot of these disaster races have been super speedways, to be fair. Um, Yeah. But, like, getting a. Like, normally Texas is just a boring race. Yeah. It's like like nothing happens. This wasn't even. This. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't boring. It wasn't it's boring. Watchable. It wasn't still not watchable though. It's <laughs> well, I will say, mm-hmm. I was invested into that race after the lightning delay because, like, I gotta see what happens because this is stupid. <laughs> What's gonna happen now? This is yeah, stupid, yeah. man. <laughs> this is so stupid. I wish Tyler Reddick blew a tire at the end because I needed the drama. I wanted the drama. We should have went full drama, but that's that's me being chaotic. Um. Last yeah. I looked, by the way, this race is at like 13% on Jeff Gluck's good race poll. Yeah. So it's not looking too good right the now. The lowest was like 11%, which was the Texas All-Star race. It was just also Texas. Um, it was. But yeah, but Alex, yeah, so yeah, you bring up a good point. Up. You bring up a, yeah. a good point. That it's, like, it's just like, we talk. We make so many episodes like this now. Yeah, it's just like, where are we going? What are we doing? Like, with motorsport. NASCAR, I think, is the catalyst of it, and it's it getting is. worse. Like, F1, and I think, they're, they're trying yeah. to get NASCAR's fans. They're trying to get us American fans watching. So, like, okay, let's do what they do. No! Yeah. No! No, bro! Well, NASCAR's losing fans. They've lost most of their fans at this point. It's really frustrating, and I really worry about the sport as a whole. It's like, where where is this heading? I'm worried about like everybody IndyCar, involved. IndyCar is really the only stable one and even they have their moments f1's supposed to be the peak premier pristine one and they have issues all the time too yeah i don't know but anyway i think that i don't even know i'm just worried for everyone involved especially obviously the drivers are at risk too they will always be at risk to this because nascar has failed is 
NASCAR's failing them, in my opinion. I think they're just... They are. They're having a lot of unacceptable behaviors and decisions where it came to them just letting them race in the rain at Daytona. That's, to me, I said it at Daytona, that was unacceptable. And mm-hmm. when I say something's unacceptable, it can't... It ha- Something has to change, okay? It's not this should change and it'll make it better. It has to change. It has to. You cannot just be like, it'll be all right. It'll be fine. And honestly, I feel like a lot of unacceptable things happen at Texas because if you let that slide, someone's going to get hurt or we're going to get some major championship manipulation. manipulation. And by the way, safety issues next week is Talladega. Because so (sighs) that's great. I know, I don't have a good feeling about that, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, but yeah, it's, this is becoming a trend in motorsport. Obviously, so, let's just hand out a flop of the week. Alex, you yes. do the honors. Flop of the week, let's kick it off with a bang. Flop of the week to NASCAR, Goodyear, Texas Motor Speedway. All three of all. All three and of all. I would include Speedway Motorsports, who owns Texas as well, because, like, what have they done to this track? All of y'all. For the week all of y'all all going to detention. All of y'all in trouble. I don't, nope, nope, don't be pointing fingers. All y'all in nope. trouble. Because... This was this was a team effort of having the worst race ever. <laughs> like, because it is really so many things. Because I think it came to issues with the next-gen car. It came to mm-hmm. issues with Goodyear's tires. It came to issues with Texas Motor Speedway. It came to the fact that SMI made Texas Motor Speedway into whatever it is now. Right? Yeah. Um, It... It really is on all of them. You can't just pick one person, and maybe that's why this race was just such a disaster because it was a all perfect of the storm. bad, all of the yeah perfect storms. I was just gonna say all the bad ingredients happened to make the perfect storm. Well, an awful storm that just all went bad. Everything just went bad. The officiating went bad with NASCAR. Goodyear has somehow made a tire that doesn't wear at all. It'll just randomly explode. And then Texas like, Motor Speedway, yeah, you can't sense. pass. How does it not wear, but then it just explodes? Texas Motor Speedway is the only intermediate track on the schedule that has not had improved racing with the Gen 7. I don't I don't understand what is going on here. Yeah. And, you know, Goodyear, they say their statement last night was, oh, but you see, the teams are just not following our recommended air pressures. That They've been saying recommending. that for Sure, but I think that has to do with the car. They're not able to change things on it with because now it's a spec car. You're not able to do whatever you want with it anymore. So now they're looking at the tires. We need these advantages, and if they follow the yeah, pressures they recommend, they're just not going to perform. I just don't like that NASCAR, specifically the past two weeks, and Darlington, Basically, every race of the playoffs except Kansas, it's just like survival. It's not about winning the race. It's about can you survive without your car failing on you? We haven't even had a playoff That's driver win. No, we like, haven't. It's supposed to be about these playoff drivers having a showdown. They're all supposed to be going 100%. They're bringing their best stuff to the track every week. They can't even mm-hmm. finish the race. And it's not even just like a Bristol thing. It's not even a Darlington thing. It's mm-hmm. because the, the next-gen car just is not very dependable right now. And I understand it's a new car, 
but a lot of this I don't I don't remember the Gen Six having this much issue. I don't either. And I know obviously the next gen car is a lot more new than the Gen Six was, but yeah. that still doesn't really excuse you because you still are running this car, and it's possible there just wasn't enough testing for such big of a change. I mean, they had to rush this car to get ready for this year. Right. It is rushed. The Gen Six main issue was it just raced bad. It yeah, was not putting on good races. This still it kind was, of races really bad safe. at some tracks. Like the Gen Six had really good safety yeah. improvements. It just seems like we've gone we, backward. I think we went backwards. Steps. We went backwards yeah. in safety and barely improved. We improved the race. Mm. Well, you can say we improved the racing at intermediate, sure, but we made the racing at short tracks really bad. Yeah. To be fair, like it's yeah. like so. Did it really improve the racing as a whole? You get, you have to debate that. I'm not here to debate that. It's just. I flop flop of the year is going to probably go to the next gen car because I don't well, I don't know if I'd say that I think flop of the year is probably this race specifically like this is just this well, could I'm be just, flop of the decade I'm just thinking honest. of just stuff that's like impacted this whole year because I feel like the next gen car the more that we race with it the more I'm just like I don't know if it was a good idea I feel like it was too bold and it wasn't given enough time for it to be ready I don't know. I again, yeah. I'm not an engineer. I don't design race yeah. cars, yeah. but well, something needs to change. That's the well, yeah. Number one, something needs to change. It's not my job to figure it out, but mm -hmm. the drivers are saying it needs to change. The teams are saying it needs to change. They can't change it because it's now a spec series, right? I don't know if NASCAR needed to do this yet. Almost, it's like yes, the Gen Six had problems, but I don't think you radically that's had a really it. interesting discussions i think they did need to do something because ratings were going down attendance is going down every they they're they just don't yeah. have as big of a fan base anymore they needed to do something yeah. we're entering the era of streaming the tv deal deal is coming to an end TV in a couple deal. years i hope tv deal don't come to an end <laughs> i hope not tv we'll talk about that. But, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they needed You're to right. do something. And like and all the winners we've got racing, this year, the next-gen car is responsible for that. For better The racing worse. has been better, but then it's also like you... It depends on the track. It's, it depends it's, on the track. Yeah. It's really interesting. But with intermediates, let's start with Texas. Let's just focus on Texas Motor yeah. Speedway as itself. We're going to... Let's just kind of go through the line here. What happened? Texas Motor Speedway. I think everyone, almost everyone would agree. Worst track on the schedule. Yeah. They have changed the layout multiple times now to try making it better. They've made it worse each time. Um, I think it was 2017. They changed up turns. Uh, one and two. One and two. That's when they did that. What are you talking about multiple times? Yeah. What do you mean? The first year they ran it, they had to change it. Oh, like in the 90s? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even remember that. Did it used to be like lower banking or something? I don't know. I just know that they've up. changed it. I didn't know they but, changed it. But yeah, keep talking. It's similar to how they had to change Homestead after a couple seasons, too. And then right. Homestead was actually a good change. But yeah. Texas, I... Kyle Larson told the media, he was asked, like, what should they do to Texas? He said, quote, I would like them to demolish this place and start over. I mean, a little dramatic, but... That's the he's common right. sentiment on Twitter, it would, it and I don't think be he's wrong. I think the conversations about what to do with Texas are interesting because a lot of people are just like, turn it into a short track and like just radical stuff, like start over. 
And, like, mm-hmm. I agree, but in terms of, like, realistic financial stuff, because they had a great conversation about this on the teardown. Because um, yeah. it's, like, there's still a lot of facilities built around Texas, and they got the big Haas TV, and it's just, like... I, it, Texas Those Motor Speedway... stands are massive. I bet Texas Motor Speedway is a great facility. Mm-hmm. I bet. I've never been there, but it looks like a great facility. I used to think as a kid, Texas was one of my favorite tracks, because I thought it was so cool. Because you could tell they put a lot of money into it because those suites were huge, right? Then when they put the TV there, it was huge. Like, they always made the advertising a big deal. No Limits Texas, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I loved the track just because I thought it was a cool, you know, it was like one of the later races in the season. It always ended at night. I thought it was a good race. And to be fair, they had some good racing. They did. I I know y'all would talk trash about Texas. They had some good racing. Look at 2007. With Jimmy versus Kenseth, look at 2012 with Jimmy versus Brad. The whole 2014 race, I guess, was pretty good. That was a really good one. Um, even like we had some good battles. Um, oh, what other race was I thinking of? May I? Anyways, but Texas has had a lot of the races. Okay, um, it's it's a great facility. I you don't want to put all that to waste by just like, I obviously you're not gonna demolish everything anyways. That doesn't make any sense. I. Yeah, I but listened it, to the teardown also, and yeah. something Jordan Bianchi said was they should just build another Bristol in an actual big market. Will they do that? No. Because then costs, it's like... Be, it costs way too much money. Yeah. It'd be cool. I don't think they'll do a short track. Because you, you can't do a short track because of how the grandstands are and everything, but you gotta have the, to keep it that shape. The hot rumor is, is that it's gonna be another Atlanta. Which makes sense. Um, and all the drivers have been saying, please do not do that. Joey Logano said Which to the also media that sense. he worries that he doesn't want them to do that. And Logano went as far to say it's not actually racing. And I don't also think makes fans sense. should actually like it. Everybody's right. Everybody's right. That Because here's the thing. Does it make sense for them to want to turn it into another super speedway? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does it care if anyone yeah, likes it? it? No, because people will still watch it. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. No one really likes Talladega anymore, but we still watch it. <laughs> they should have made Texas a super speedway before Texas Atlanta. Texas should have been. And, okay, thank you. And made Atlanta go back to the old layout they had, yes. which is kind of like Homestead. Yes. That would have made so much more sense, because but now, they didn't do it that way. Texas is late. jumping on the ship late. We also might be ruining Atlanta by doing it. If we mm-hmm. ruin Texas, what are we losing? Like, oh, who cares? And by the way, a lot of the teams and drivers don't think Texas is always going to stay a super speedway. Like, once they figure it out, it sounds like the teams and everything think that's going to be more spaced out. Yeah. And if they make it a, Texas a super speedway, we're going to be back to this discussion. Oh, what are they going to do to fix Texas? Yeah. What, and there's like, concern about Atlanta right now. Yeah. It's like years. how this surface wears out, which, I mean, Atlanta's got yeah. We ruined Atlanta. Um, but it's yeah. like... That, oh, man, you're, that's a good point. We should have done it to Texas first, because then it's like, okay, well, Texas yep. sucked anyways, so let's go ahead and do this. I would feel a lot I more positive I do not get why they did it to Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. was one of the best tracks on the schedule. Like, really Atlanta was. needed a repave. It did. But it did not need the whole yeah. super speedway treatment. Um, I don't know. What I think they should do with Texas, like, if the smartest financial decision they could do, personally, I'd like it if they, like, made a copy of like nazareth or something that'd be cool Ooh, not gonna happen that'd be really cool. financially it would be cool right and then indycar uh, would have a fucking field day exactly there, man. exactly 
But realistically, make it into old Atlanta that they just got rid of. They they can do it. So like just basically <laughs> old Texas. Pretty close to it, yeah. I mean, because I'm pretty just, sure they're very similar. Or do you yeah, mean like just what do you mean by old like the land that we just had? Yeah, the Atlanta yeah. that they just got rid of. Okay. Yeah. Cause like old new difference? Atlanta. What's the difference between old Atlanta and old Texas? Texas has a lot wider of like a, it's a quad oval. I don't know, honey. It's more no what? what? Aren't they both quad anyway, ovals? I don't think so. Atlanta's not as long. Yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. No, not no, 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 no. Shut up. No, no. They're Zach. not done. Pretty sure they're both quad ovals. Make Texas a mile and a half. Just fix the track. Make it a basic mile and a half. Do track. what you... Oh, the, okay, so, yeah, revert the track. What you had, literally. Yes. Tur- it yes. really just turns one and two. Yeah. All right, sorry. I didn't. So, I just thought that was funny. But now I want to talk about a good year. Because, like, Bristol, I think that was on Goodyear. They said the same thing about them. That was the air pressure and everything. But the tire is not wearing. Like... It's just not wearing. That I don't know what else they, what they need to do how's to make that happen. To, yeah, how's it supposed to fall apart or like pop when it's not even wearing in the first place? That doesn't make sense. Like it's, and they're probably right. That has something to do with the air pressure. But again, that's pr- more of a Gen Seven problem. But the, Bristol, like that race was not great. It was primarily watchable because of the playoffs, in my opinion. You're crazy. Like, well, then this race was not watchable, in my opinion. So there's a, I think that's because Bristol is an elimination race. No, I, I don't think the playoffs have not compelled me but, this year, to be honest with you. And anyway, yeah. um, Goodyear, they need to, I don't know, bring a new tire. I guess the same tire was used at Kansas. Yeah. Well, and it was also, it's also going to be used at Las Vegas. So I think that also goes back to the layout of Texas. So it all it all connects, as we said, perfect storm. Yeah, I think um, I heard something like the low profile tires on the next gen kind of isn't. It's mm. I guess it's more susceptible to this kinds these kinds of issues, which I I'm, mm. I have no idea. Which again, it's just like, did we need to change the tires for this car? Like, was there a reason they had to? Cause, I don't know. Because like. It just seems like a change that... Why would you make this change when... I don't know. Maybe it's because they wanted to move the the one lug. Maybe. The, I think... I guess they just really wanted the, the one lug change. I don't think that has to do with the tire wear, though. That's just, like, taking them on and off. Well, well, yeah, but I think because if you did a one lug, you might have had to change the whole rim. Like, the rim mm-hmm. has to be a certain size or weight, maybe. I don't. Maybe. I have to look into that. We're not. Know. We're not engineers. We're I'm gay. gay. I'm gay. Um, Whatever. Um, but that's so just interesting Ke- to me. Kevin Harvick and many others have said that giving the cars more horsepower would help with the tire issue, which I find. Yo, really for real? Oh my god! That's so, like, crazy. We, it all comes back to more horsepower. If we had more horsepower, one, the racing at short tracks would be better, and probably even more, even more so on the intermediates. And two, if that's true. Why don't we try it? Like, why? I literally <laughs> because they they have less horsepower to try and attract more manufacturers. I believe is why they're doing it. But like, 
I don't know. We need good product. If we want to attract manufacturers, don't we want a good racing product? I'm pretty sure Honda don't mind building a 900 horsepower engine. What? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. Like, what do you mean they're not going to... It, it'd be cheaper and less wear on the engine, I guess. That's my man. guess. Dude, I'm going to hit somebody. You're a racing series. What are you doing? So... And Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick were very vocal on Twitter. Once again, love it. Um, Harvick said that he should make another shirt talking about how bad the tires were, which I found funny. And Denny Hamlin put out a tweet that was really interesting to me. And that he won't, it won't be surprised if he gets like a shadow fine for this. That's not announced. Uh, Denny Hamlin tweeted, if you're thinking that maybe NASCAR will look into someone else for tires, keep dreaming. Goodyear pays them a fat check so they are allowed to gouge the teams every week which to me reads goodyear is paying a bunch of money to nascar and then they can just make a profit by giving all the teams very cheap tires is kind of how i read that so <laughs> or like they're charging yeah. they charge yeah so like i don't they're, know if they're, 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 they're charging, charging a, lot. a lot of money yeah 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 that. so that way they make a profit off of it even though these tires, if they're not making these tires that good, which, yeah, apparently they're not. Um, evidence shows that they're not. To be air, to be fair. Um, which um, is before just, we move, I don't know. Sorry, before keep... we move on from tires, a uh, slay of the week to Dale Earnhardt Jr. for carrying the NBC broadcast because Dale was on point every time someone blew a tire. Dale is Fresh! yelling, "We have a car on the wall! Car on the wall! Truex in the wall!" <laughs> Dale's on top of it, man. He's the highlight. This and I'd week say of the ABC broadcast. How I wasn't listening to a lot of the broadcasts, but I I mm -hmm. was watching it. I wasn't listening, but the few moments I caught, they were they were kind of calling out NASCAR low key, low key. Steve Letarte, yeah, because it was just like this is unacceptable. Um, I like when NBC they call out NASCAR. They hesitate for a second. A few weeks ago, Jeff Burton was like, you know. They really need to do something about these cars. This is unacceptable. And Jeff went on a tangent. Steve Letarte did the exact same thing. He's like, you know, I don't know what's going on with these tires. But Steve went on a tangent. I was like, thank you. No, he knows what's going on, but you want to act like he don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, NBC Sports is amazing. They had angles of everything, even things that NASCAR apparently didn't see themselves. We'll talk about it. We'll in get a to second. that later. And NBC, I hope that this product doesn't push them away from the next TV contract because they are so good. I enjoy it while we got it because Fox Sports comes back in February oh, and I, I'm not ready. If I'm they not still ready. have the comic book things, oh, I Jesus think Christ. I'm going to commit will. crimes. Like They will. That, that was a joke. For legal reasons, that was a joke. Like, I, but, I'm going to be hitting something. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> So, yeah, NBC did a great job covering this. I felt awful that they're covering such... They're covering in such a brilliant way, but they're covering an awful product. Um, Anyway, I want, let's talk about the thing oh, NBC caught. Okay, hmm. wait. I can we, Let's take a quick break. I have a Slave of the Week to give out. Oh, okay. Go yes. for it. It's, it's kind of unrelated to the race. Slave of the Week to Kyle Larson. Not for what he did on the track. He got a top ten. That's cool. He's growing a mullet right now. <laughs> My okay. man looks fine. He looks 
fine, man. I'm just saying. That's it. Slay of the Week, Kyle Larson. I don't give these out to just anybody now. All right. Love it. Thank you. I, I just wanted that. to lighten the mood, Alex. I, I think we need to lighten the mood because this is a very negative segment. Yeah, true, true. The mood. All right. Mm. Back to the BS. Um, Or the BD, Byron Denny. <laughs> um, So, yeah, NASCAR, apparently, they're not watching the race. They don't watch the race. They just... No. They just... They... I don't know what they're doing up there, to be honest. They could be making some videos up there. Because they are absolutely blind for not seeing um, William Byron spinning Denny Hamlin out under caution. You, how do you not see that? NASCAR said that they were focusing on Truex, who was the cause of the caution. Uh, and then they noticed that the 11 spun... So they missed Byron, even though, you know, NBC probably showed it about five times what happened. And then Denny Hamlin said that under yellow, on the, the TVs at the track for the fans to see, they were playing it under caution. So, like, NASCAR had to miss both it in person, then NBC, and I don't know who controls the at, at track TVs, but those were playing it. And no one thought to ask, huh, I wonder what that's about. While the 11 team is screaming at NASCAR saying, hey, the 24 just wrecked us under yellow. Like, can't y'all check the damn tapes? NBC has them. They're right NBC next door. is literally playing it right now. <laughs> Listen, I understand that Fox Sports would have missed it, but Fox Sports wasn't there. Yeah, see, NBC Fox Sports was there. Was... Oh Listen, I, I understand you're used to Fox. They miss everything. NBC is there and they got it. See, see, that's it. Race right Control now. thinks we ain't, we didn't see it anyways. Now, we saw it. NBC got y'all. Y'all can't hide anymore. Because that's crazy. Like. It is crazy. And then nothing happens. Like, nothing. Byron does I mean, not get penalized. They made Denny Hamlin go to the back because he didn't maintain speed under yellow. Which, yeah, he had help. If you watch the video that NBC Sports got for everybody, except NASCAR, It's on I guess. Twitter. It's on Twitter. NASCAR's social media account posted it. It's literally <laughs> everywhere for free. How they, do you still not do anything about it? The yellow had been out for quite a while, and Byron was mad about an incident that happened between he and Byron Dave, was mad that he sucks. Basically the exact same thing that happened at Darlington yeah. earlier in the year, but Byron did it to Logano. Um, Hamlin? That, oh, wait, no, no, just kidding. Logano. Sorry, yeah, never mind. You're right. Sorry. It happened, same thing, and but roles reversed, and Byron didn't like it, which is kind of ironic. And I guess caution came out. Byron wanted to get payback and was just flying up to him. Yellow's been out for a while and just dumped him. Yep. And not safe, number one. And by the way, his post race interview, Byron's like, Oh yeah, I meant to get to him, but then he like covered said I didn't mean to spin him though. But I mean, honestly, I do kind of believe that. Like he probably just meant to give him a little bump, but um it, I don't care. It's under caution. Don't use your race cars as weapons. Yeah. Like, like that's dangerous. It is dangerous. Like I, I just And just also yeah, you're stupid. You, number one, you deserve to be penalized. He yeah. he heck. I don't know. I don't know what the penalty should be, but he should be penalized. The fact that they didn't even catch it during the race and do anything about it 
And honestly, had the entire that caution, I believe, was eight or nine laps, is what I've heard on different podcasts and videos. Like, now. why did you have to worry about Truex? He's he wrecked. He spun. It's over. Like, there's a reason the eleven is challenging that position. Like, I I've been to local dirt tracks years growing up. This exact thing has happened before. Someone gets mad at another and they wreck him. They give the guy a spot back because he was unfairly removed from yeah. his position. NASCAR, the top motorsport in America, can't do it, but a local short track can. Because NASCAR didn't see it. They literally said that they didn't see it. Okay. It's so how ridiculous. about you guys start watching the race? Because apparently y'all can't even see rain falling on your track because you're too busy like drinking cocktails up there. Mm -hmm. um, I literally think they're just partying up there at this point because I don't think you're watching the race. And this is where it gets to being unacceptable because now it's, it's it's apparently acceptable to wreck somebody under caution because yeah. they did something to you. Well, so, now that the pre the precedent's been set, that yeah, they could just wreck someone. I hope but... Denny. I hope Denny does something stupid at Phoenix because I think he well, needs after... to do it. After the race, NASCAR in their seems almost weekly now a press meeting where they apologize for all the mistakes they made in the race. Uh, NASCAR Scott Miller spoke to the media and they addressed the Byron Hamlin situation. They said that if they had seen it, they would have penalized the 24 and you the 11 still... would have got their spot back. Dude, dude. I'm so mad. It's you can still see it. It's on Twitter. You can still penalize him. Oh so, my God, are you stupid? Kevin Harvick actually tweeted that NASCAR needs to adapt an under review system that F1 has because then you know they could have seen it. They could have seen it if they didn't see it in that moment. Why couldn't they have like seen put it a later flag on it? Just put a flag on it. Yeah, know? something. So Denny Hamlin replied to Jeff Gluck, who reported this, that, quote, they on Twitter, they missed it. What an effing joke. It played on the screen five times during caution. And then Hamlin said, we were on the radio yelling at them, meaning NASCAR, when it happened. I challenged my spot. What are they doing up there then? Which is just what we're asking. What are they doing? Oh, my God. I'm literally so mad at Scott Miller. Do, I don't... Sorry, keep do, going. Do they need... Zach and I will go up there and watch NBC for you guys. No, you I'm watch, I'm playing Splatoon during these races. Y'all oh, okay. can keep. That. I will do it. I'll I'm, do it. I'm not watching this. No, I don't. I get y'all. I don't think y'all could pay me to watch NASCAR at this point. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. You know what, Scott Miller? I don't want you to be sorry. I want you to be careful. I don't want you to be sorry. I want you to be careful because I, I don't want you to have. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want something really bad to happen in one of these races because if y'all keep acting like this, something really bad's going to happen in one of these races, and y'all apparently won't see it. If they... uh, I Scott need Miller's got to be I need paid to tons of money to always to, be the guy who takes the brunt of this. I God, I'm I'm so he's mad. doing it goes to the media and disasters. I bet he gets paid a ton. Michael of money. McDowell could do backflips at Texas again like he did in 2008, and he wouldn't see it. Like apparently, like I. I'm actually and, mad. I've never been this mad on the podcast. I, well, I actually, hate Scott Miller. There's another scenario that happened that uh, NASCAR Oh, my missed. God. Let's just and, hurt and, more people. Like, what? So, so Ty Gibbs retaliated on pit road against Ty Dillon because I guess Ty Dillon pit box got a little too close to Ty Gibbs. 
and Ty didn't like that, so he slammed into Ty Dillon, and there were uh, NASCAR officials and pit crew members probably like a couple feet. All bunched up on at a car. So that could have been really bad. Um, to be fair, I think that is a more missable scenario. Really? NBC didn't direct oh, I think it is. Yeah. NBC didn't directly say it, but like it's on their camera when they're coming off pit road. So but I that's still not acceptable. Safety issue, obviously. Can, can the teams report stuff? Is that a thing? Like Well, apparently not, because the eleven tried to report what happened with the twenty four and they didn't. Well they need they something like that number one, because apparently. Um Yeah. Um, I don't know. Mikey, but... that's so not right. Um So flop of the week to Ty Gibbs, because that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. That's ridiculous. Unacceptable because you could have hurt some people just because you're like twelve and can't hold your temper. Like you're no park him for a week. Get some I'll drive the the twenty three car. Like I So so you'll drive the car oh, but yeah. you won't watch the fun. race. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I see how watching it is. It. I'll dri- <laughs> Not this weekend. Never mind. I'll keep that. You're gonna. I'll, you want to drive a Talladega? Nope, girl. I'll drive You're at the Roval. Nah, get him. What's Ryan? Call up Ryan Vargas. What's he doing? Call, literally, get anybody else in that car this weekend because I don't think Ty Gibbs needs but, to be in it at Talladega. Um, that was stupid. You don't do. They'll that. probably give him a fine or something. They, no, they need to. Nah, they need to stop giving fines to drivers. They need to. I or or like. Pull them from qualifying or start them lap down. I don't know. But y'all need to stop. Because and that's crazy. And more in safety issues, uh, Cody Ware was one of the people who had a really bad incident yesterday. Um, it was just a scary moment in the race. Uh, Cody Ware went pretty much head first into turn four wall and then came heading down the pit road and nearly hit one of the garage entries. It was really scary. And then hits the pit wall. Um, he gets out of the car and pretty much just nearly looked like he passed out right after or just collapsed. Um, thankfully, no broken bones is what they said. And I don't know, man. This was scary. I don't like it. Um, yeah, like I, I hope Cody's doing okay. I don't. I haven't heard anything, but they he was released from the care center and they just said he has no broken bones he and has i'm just glad he, he didn't do again more damage on pit road like i've never i think i talked about it once on this podcast before i've never liked how oval pit roads are because yeah. they are out in the open like if you're spinning on the inside i know like texas for example there's a lot of space and normally the cars are at an angle where it's not really going to hit the pit road wall most likely, obviously. That well, do you remember that Mark Martin crash yeah. in 2012 in Michigan? Yeah, like, and even Michigan. This, Michigan has a wall. Before. Even Michigan has a wall separating um pit road and stuff. I just I feel like there could be more stuff done to like protect pit road from the cars because if you look at all F1 tracks, mm-hmm. pit road angles were always covered off. As in, like, you have to get to pit road speed before you have, like, a straight shot from the track onto pit road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, if you ever, like, wreck coming on the pit road in F1, it's not going to be, like, near any of the pit boxes. It's going to be, like, at the entrance, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> For a lot of the ovals at NASCAR, 
I don't know. Like, what you could do is you put, like, a wall. They're like, there has to be a wall, number one, I feel like. And then you have it kind of stretch through turns three and four so that it's, like, an access lane almost. Because it's like, yeah. Cody Ware, what, he was on the track. He wrecked on the track, and then he skid into pit road, hit the pit wall, right? Yeah. This like, should have been fixed after Mark Martin's crash. I just think in my opinion. oval pit road safety has always... Because what if that happens during green flag stops? Yeah, good point. Like, I just... I've always thought of that, and I've always kind of thought, even as a kid, I was like, what if... This is so dangerous. I don't... I don't as I've said, they should have fixed this in 2012. 2013, whenever it was, with Mark Martin's crash, that... I don't understand why they haven't done anything about that. <clears throat> like, we... Now that with the Cody Ware crash, which I think was even worse, I don't... I'm hoping they do something, but I don't have high hopes for it. Um, yeah, I mean, what I, else? what I mentioned is a lot of money to spend at different tracks. You have to build a whole wall, but... Anything else on the race at Texas? I don't know if it was a race. It was a something. I mean, Tyler Reddick won, which we haven't even mentioned, really. Um, Good for him. He's not in the playoffs anymore, though, so that sucks. Um, cause... Yeah. Oh, so the playoffs. Um, I kind of... I already alluded to this, but it's just like... This year with the next gen and all these winners is just going to make the playoffs almost worse because it's even already more chaotic. These issues make yeah. it even worse I'm just not compelled by them and we're going to be halfway through after Talladega I'm not compelled yeah. the most interesting story so far has been Bubba Wallace and the 45 and owners points and that's because he's actually in the owners playoffs and he won there because so. it's just like who else name a championship favorite before Texas, they were saying Christopher Bell because he's act- he was consistent. Who in won round fantasy? One. Who even won fantasy? You did with a thirty-first place finish. Period, girl. God, <laughs> see, I love stupid but, races. So, yeah, Tyler Reddick won. I feel bad for him because I, I think he would have won Kansas without his issue. Um, so he then he would have. Then he would have been locked in front of eight. Probably going to win Miami. That would have locked him to championship four. But what can you do? Um, yeah, I feel like even though Reddick won, I don't think he had the best car. Because, like, how many times did the winner all the blow best a tire yesterday? All the, all the best cars, um, yeah, they blew tires, unfortunately. So. so, like, I don't... Without the tire issues, I don't know who actually would have won this race yesterday. There were just too many um, issues. Yeah, it's hard to say. So... But yeah, no one's locked in. They had the Talladega next. It's Great. like Texas was supposed to be the chill race. Yeah. The Roval might end up being the chill race, low-key. This is the stupidest round in the playoffs. Texas, Ever. Talladega, and the Ever. Roval. And the Roval will probably be the best race in the round. Like, this is the dumbest so. race ever. They've never had a worse round. It's I, awful. It's bad. So, uh, take a look at the points. Um... Hamlin is plus eight, so that no call on that that might have impacted Hamlin's championship. Oh, I can't. He's gonna we'll miss. See. He's gonna miss. So gonna Suarez miss. is plus four. Chase Elliott had a tire issue. He's only plus four. His buffer from the regular season gone. Uh, Chase Briscoe is minus four. Austin Cendrick's minus eleven. Christopher Bell minus twenty nine after being locked in after race two in the round of sixteen. That's a such a shift, and they were calling him championship favorite. 
Alex Bowman is last minus 30. Bowman said this his incident was the hardest crash he's ever had, and he's ended up in the hospital before after a sprint car crash. So take that as you will. Um, nervous about Talladega. Now, the ne- the last thing we need, and I hope I don't jinx it, is a playoff driver getting hurt, because then that's more drama. Yeah. Like, we were, I mean, technically, uh, Kurt Busch is already know. a playoff driver that's been hurt this year, and... I mean... I, I just hope we have no more injuries rest of the season. I hope Talladega is boring a train race. That'd be very... I'd be fine with that. I love train races. I, can, I love train races, because they're because stra- they're strategy. Instead of watching Talladega and being nervous, I am going to watch Petit Lamar because <gasps> that is on. That's next weekend. It is. On I think it's weekend. on Saturday, Bestie. It is on Saturday, but like, still. Aren't it? Fi- oh no, the truck race. Okay, listen. I think yeah. Alex, if we scounged up the money to enter a truck race, we would legit have a shot to win. Oh, girl, totally. Oh, like, God, yeah. I have seen so many nobodies win that race. And I'm not trying to discredit Spencer Boyd and Raphael Lassard. Mm-hmm. But like... L- listen, Jackson and Avery can be our strategists and crew chief, whatever. What strategy? Like, no, we pivot each of the no. stage cautions. We don't need no strategy. Brooke can be one of our tire changers. Shut up. I'm just... I'm, Shut I'm, up. I'm just Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could totally do this we could we could we could hey cassie matt weaver if you guys are listening do you guys want to join our truck team oh my god like let's do it <laughs> we could keep listening no sweet can design the faint scheme dude yes. <laughs> yeah exactly just make it see like, just make it say grp on it grp keep listening to the podcast listen to our ads and we'll enter a truck race someday and we'll win because it's, we'll, it'll be a talent. We'll win. Jesus. All right. All right. Are we ready for the break before we get into some tea? Yeah, let's have some good tea to calm ourselves down. All right. All right. Time for the tea, which honestly, I feel like Texas was the tea. You can't spell Texas without tea, number one. That's true. That's you very can. true. Texas always has tea. But we have more tea that d- thankfully does not relate to Texas. Um, and now I'm, oh, I'm actually, reading it. I'm actually getting... have, actually have quite a bit of tea this week. Uh, yeah, a lot I'm, of I'm IndyCar. reading a lot of stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, a lot of tea in the IndyCar world. Um, but Zach, before we get into the heavy stuff, you want to talk about something we didn't talk about last yeah, week so we regarding talk... the NASCAR schedule. We talked about the schedule coming out yesterday. Not yesterday, last week, and ironically enough, we recorded on a Sunday, like a Sunday morning, because Bristol was the night before, and I was like, oh, this is so nice. Of course, we didn't notice that the Martinsville night race is now being moved to a Sunday, which I just, that irks me, because it's like, the Martinsville night race was hyped up for so many years, and just Mm -hmm. for it to just not even exist anymore. I mean, I, I guess hope... the playoff race will always end at night, but, like, still. Yeah, I hope the playoff race keeps ending at night, but it's not going to be that good if it's anything like the spring race. So. It's just... I mean, I guess it's fine. <laughs> I just thought it was stupid, because, again, we're, like, getting... Like, honestly, Alex, I don't have hope for the Bristol night race. They oh, can... like, long term? I think it's going to be a day race soon. Honestly? Um, or, like, a sun... I, I guess. 
I mean, it's relegated to USA, and that's one of the biggest races. Same with the Southern 500. Yeah. Both of those are night races. I mean, if anything, both I can see USA. them moving it to Sunday at, like, 5 o'clock. But yeah. still, like, I think the Bristol night race ain't going to be on a Saturday night for that much longer. Oh, that's a bold prediction. That's my bold I prediction. I could see it. Yeah. like I could see it, unfortunately. They're just, they hate night races, and I get it, but it's just a little sad. Because night races are it cool, is especially in the summer. Like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. It's hot during... They were scorching temperatures yesterday at Texas. Like, come on, dude. That's another thing you could add against Texas. But we're done talking about Texas. But yeah, Martinsville not having a night race sucks. It's just like but... move the race to the summer so then it won't be as cold at night, and then we'll be fine. Like, put your big boy, put yeah. your clothes on, or put just get your stuff together. Whatever. Like, why are we doing a night race in April? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we? What are we? Well, doing? not anymore. Move it. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. But like, put it in June. Like, I feel like, like that'd how be we a had good it week for it. Yeah, the in twenty twenty, when that, year. that wasn't that wasn't intentional, but I think it worked but out. But it was great. Kept that. Yeah. Um. So other tea that we got. Supercars driver Shane Van Gisbergen is in talks of run NASCAR in twenty twenty three, and he wants. It sounds like he wanted to run the Chicago Street Course. Uh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. He's been the dominant guy since Scott McLaughlin left Supercars. That is really cool. I know our friend Avery is very excited about this possibility. Um, yeah, I I think it'd be cool to see. Just like uh, more guys come in the NASCAR trying things out. I bet this would be with uh, Project Ninety One, if it happens. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, you got anything to say about this, Zach? I, I think, think it's, it's really cool. cool. I mean, I want Scotty in one of these NASCARs, honestly. Me too. Because me too. It's literally it's just Australian NASCAR. Um, they put on some good. Maybe for my NASCAR yeah. fix, I should just start watching them at two in the morning. Um, it's good. It is really good. I just can't bring myself to stay up that late anymore. Yeah. I'll tell you old. what. This is a little unrelated. <laughs> I'm actually. Uh-huh. I think I'm excited for F1 this weekend. Well, Petit Le Mans happening, I guess. But I need to see some racing, like some yeah. good racing that just like positive vibes. I think Petit Le Mans is gonna be my fix, but I might actually Me watch too. Singapore this weekend. I might actually watch it. Depends what okay. time it's on. But, yeah, I'll be watching Petit Le Mans. I don't know if I'll watch F1. I'll watch F1 the next week because it's like at midnight, but or just when it? it's at a Suzuka. Oh, yeah. dude, yes. Yes! That's going to be exciting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then after that, all the F1 races are probably on the same time NASCAR is. So that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get into some IndyCar tea. The rest of the tea is IndyCar themed. Very spicy. Mostly. Very uh, spicy. Jenna Fryer of the AP reported that Kyle Busch is in deep talks with Aero McLaren SP to race the Indianapolis 500. And Menards is the likely sponsor. You can and this, call it done. It's done. You can call it done. And this would mean Kyle Busch would do the double. Uh, the 500-600 double. Sign me up. I'm down for this. We should have had this years ago. They, they, the pen's already been used. It's it's done. If you ask me. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Let's do, let's do it. That's such a... And, Menards finally gets a car back to sponsor. Because I guess, like... They probably. It didn't sound like they had any spot stuff that Penske to like sponsor. So, um, yeah, it's it will be awesome to see Menards back. It's an iconic sponsor in that race. Um, yeah, Kyle Busch is obviously an iconic driver. He could win the Indy 500 if he. Well, I, totally. actually, I don't know, but you never know. But um, 
that's awesome. I think McLaren's a good fit for him. Um, they, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why it's a good fit, but it just is. I think that's the perfect fit for Kyle Busch is McLaren. Yeah. Because that they don't care what you do. Obviously, McLaren so. doesn't care about anybody. Um, they 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 embrace personalities. McLaren signs is going to sign another driver. Can you believe it? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> shut up. They're going to have how many cars in the Indy 500? Like six? Probably something like that. It's like Alex Polo's um, going to clone himself to drive the Indy 500. <laughs> from mclaren so another driver who might do the double I, next year I is uh, jimmy jimmy johnson said today <coughs> announced today that he is not going to run the full 2023 indycar schedule i'm kind of bummed out about it but i get it he will only be doing some bucket list races i 100 guarantee that includes lamar he'll drive that nascar car that's going to be in yeah. that i Almost Definitely. guarantee that. I think he'll run the Indy 500 again. I bet he's going to try doing the double. Imagine Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson doing the double this year. I think it's possible. I I think it's a good call for him to not do the whole schedule. Because to be honest, I don't think the whole IndyCar schedule was for him. He's not a... He's yeah. not like... I don't... I, we haven't really seen that much growth. We've seen some. We haven't seen that much growth with him on those street and road courses. Mm-hmm. The mobiles, though... He, I want him to try Iowa and Texas again. He's team, really he's team Grub on them ovals because he be eating them up, man. Sorry, that was a platoon reference. Um, he's <laughs> eating them ovals up, man. He really is. I think he can still win the Indy 500. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a good call to, you know, and focus on some other things like Lamal. Is he running Petit Lamal this weekend? Oh, I don't know. The f- I, I haven't followed that. He might. I don't know. But, Zach, I, I will is. say for for you and I, I'm really glad we got to see Jimmy run at Iowa. Because that might be, like, if he doesn't do more IndyCar ovals besides the 500 again, yeah. we've probably seen, we probably saw Jimmy's best IndyCar race in person. Which I think that's really cool to be able to say. Which, like, because I wonder about that, because I feel like I don't want him to have the Ed Carpenter problem. Either. True. True. But it's like... And that could even get exacerbated because now it's like he'll get thrown in like a put together car mm-hmm. for whatever races he wants to um, do. And Ganassi did say when they like this was all like reported that Ganassi plans on announcing the their fourth full time driver soon. So I guess they're still having the fourth car, the forty eight. So I, wonder, I don't know if that'd be Canon. I don't. I kind of doubt it. I wonder Kanan, if Carvana but, um, pulling out. Is Carvana pulling out? No, Carvana's staying with Jimmy. Because oh, I thought Carvana was having... They are. Yeah, having that troubles. Might, that might have part of what's That's going what I'm on. Thinking. But um, it sounds like Carvana's willing to sponsor him whatever I mean, he does. To be fair... Same with Ally. Yeah, I think Jimmy's getting too old to do full-time driving anyways. I think... I, I think He said in the video, I watched the video that he put out, is that... The summer stretch was really hard for him because, like, IndyCar schedule is so weird. They've, like, run race, month break, one race, month break. Summer, he was probably two months straight, like, he was back in NASCAR doing a race every weekend. And he really noted how that was really difficult. He wants to spend more time with family, and I get it. So, yeah, I don't know. Makes sense. 
Yeah, summer, it must be. I wish NASCAR had a summer break. That would be nice. Yeah, IndyCar, IndyCar is the opposite of a summer break. Yeah. Um, So, but yeah, I think it's possible we could see both Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, and the Indy 500 and 600 next year. Let's get Kyle Larson in, too. Yeah, throw Kyle Larson in, too. I'll pay for it. Larson can drive the fourth Penske. Like, why not? I know. So, more IndyCar, also NASCAR. Marshall Pruitt said on his podcast that NASCAR and IndyCar both may be exploring into a street race in Denver. We talked about this last week or the week before, that IndyCar themselves had said they're looking into Denver. And Marshall Pruitt said that it's more than a rumor, is what he said when I listened to it, that both series are in in early talks with the city of Denver. I think this would be really cool. Um, Denver's a great city. I really think they need a race in Colorado and just like that region of the country in general. But what do you think, Zach? I, what well, it made me think about Chicago and I'll get to Chicago in a minute. Cause I think mm-hmm. there's a little bit of tea coming out about Chicago this week. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't care about Denver to be honest with you. I don't care. I need to see a one street course in NASCAR work. I need IndyCar to like they are they tried a new street course and it flopped, so I'm just like I'm honestly not really in favor of it. I just don't mm. really care for it right now. Like if the NASCAR street course is a success and it's like that was awesome, let's go to yeah. Denver and it's at least a new market for both series. Um I think I, I think we no matter what series, we need a race in Denver. Yeah. Like, the Denver area. That's why I'm city. in favor of it. It's a yeah. big city. So, in and that that's... case, yeah, definitely the market, yeah. Um, but, like, are we going to actually build an entire, like, a short track? Are we going to build a short track somewhere in Denver? Probably not. So, that's why I'm in favor of this. I, like, I don't know. Street courses, I'd like NASCAR to at least finish... The Chicago experiment hasn't even happened yet before they go into this, but at least it sounds like both of them are talking to them. I so. think um, it's interesting that there's a lot of people in Chicago, apparently, in like the, uh, what's it called? The, not the, the government, the government in Chicago. They're like, like the, yeah, the cities. Not very happy about the NASCAR race happening right now. Um, I also found this article that's really funny because, like, all the art museums in Chicago are worried about NASCAR, like, shaking the art. I saw that. That's That's so so funny funny to me. (laughs) Um, I think that's a little overdramatic. Okay, but I love being dramatic, so I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we'll... I don't know. We'll see. Um, And by the way, we have not gotten an IndyCar schedule release yet for... 2020 girl we race in like six six months so <laughs> the season's over it's, it's weird because they usually release at the same time nascar does yeah so there's something holding it up i imagine so there's also oh, yeah there has to be something holding it up then like could it be denver i feel like that might be too soon could it be milwaukee was talking could it be milwaukee i'd like that could it be um, um i don't know because texas is texas already announced that IndyCar will be back there next year. So it's not Texas and the reconfiguration stuff. That's not it. So I don't know. What Something's holding up the IndyCar schedule. What reconfiguration? 
for Texas. They're reconfiguring it? No, I'm saying that that's not anything oh. to do with why the schedule hasn't come out. Right. Okay. Because they've already signed on. Right. So. Okay. I well, don't know. That's yeah, interesting. I don't know, I don't know either. So. Maybe the schedule is going to come out tomorrow and there's be no no changes. But I feel like it's weird they haven't put it out yet. Yeah, um, they wouldn't put it out. But yeah, why would they? Nah, something's happened. We're getting Denver, I guess. Um. So, last bit of tea here that I think Zach will specifically will be find interesting. Because if you've listened to the podcast, Zach has specifically called out Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, Graham Ray Hall, for this. Just Graham Ray Hall. Just so Graham Ray Hall. Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. Mike Lanigan, whatever of, his name is, has not done anything. It's just Graham Ray Hall. Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan had thoughts of buying out Jack Harvey to get Felix Rosenquist <laughs> if Felix left McLaren. Dude, you're a lot it of was, talk. A lot of talk, no do. Well, Felix didn't leave AMSP. Okay, so I'm just saying, it. he didn't do anything. My <laughs> man is talking big game. Yeah, we're going to get Felix Rosenquist if he's available. Yeah, no, apparently you this didn't. Was, this was reported by the Indy Star, by the way. I just think um, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I just think I, it's hilarious. <laughs> I slid it in here because you've been talking trash about this for months, so... I guess that was a scenario that could have happened if Pelot went to McLaren. This might happen next year because Pelot's definitely going to replace Rosenquist. Oh, next so Graham year. Rahal's going to be like, yeah, we're thinking about getting Felix Rosenquist. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Felix Rosenquist's number one fan is Graham Rahal. And Pato. Pato likes Felix a lot. No, no, it's Graham. Graham would spend money for Felix, apparently. Apparently. But as, you, but as you said, he should have done it, right? Right, Zach? Allegedly, he would spend money for him. <laughs> That's so all hilarious. Right. That's <sighs> all the tea we got. This has been a long episode. Let's get on to Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. NASCAR at Talladega. Who did Zach, you even tw- pick? You like, have 21 points. I have 19. Oh, thank you, Truex, you sh- for blowing You should have let me keep that Pocono win, but we'll talk about that later. We could have been tied. No, it's to represent whatever. how poor officiating there is in NASCAR. Okay. It's simulating that. It's, it's trust me, it's part of the process. Um, I'm trying I have to... my pick. I I've don't. had my pick ready for quite a while for this race. Quite to be a honest. while. Yeah. Uh, I I'm thinking. Hold on. Who won Talladega? And um, oh, it was Ross Chastain. Yeah. Okay. I have my pick. Are you ready? Remember last week you said non-playoff drivers would continue to win and sweep this round. Okay. Are you going to hold true to that? I don't know yet. <laughs> I think I got okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Kevin Harvick. Brad Kislowski. Do you know why I picked Kevin Harvick? Because he's not in the playoffs. So, number two, one Daytona 500. Number one, one Talladega. Number three, one Daytona in July or oh. August. Oh, so, since huh. I, I might yeah. as well pick out of a hat. Also, I just think it would be funny if Kevin Harvick won. So, and get Tyler Reddick just got knocked out and won. Kevin Harvick True. just got knocked out. He's going to win. And then I think it'd be funny if Kyle Busch won the Roval. So, Kyle Busch is going to win the Roval. Yeah. What if Austin Dillon wins the Roval? He, no, he already <laughs> got his stupid one this year. He already got a stupid win. Fair, fair. That's so, Tyler Reddick got his stupid win mm-hmm. last week. Kevin Harvick will get his stupid win this week. All right. And you picked yeah. um Brad. Ha! Yeah. Yo, no, I see that though, because they've been running really good. 
He's about to eat. RFK's been running good. Kozlowski qualified on the pole at Texas, by the way, and actually led quite yeah. a few laps. So it's kind of weird because, like, well, I guess no one could pass the Texas. I really think we're going to get 20 winners. I really do. Yeah. You know, this season's been crazy. Most likely going to happen at Talladega. I think Brad Kozlowski, they've had the speed at those super speedways. I think he'll get it done. Yeah. I've been saying that all year. I'm surprised he, you didn't remember that. And, I mean, he <laughs> has so many wins at Talladega. He does. He's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, is he close to all time? He's like right behind Earnhardt and Gordon, I think. He's pretty, I think he's getting close to He them. has at least five wins there. It's insane. It's something like that, yeah. He's really good there. Um, so I so, think even if he was driving a Rick Ware car, Kozlowski would still be a good pick. Yeah, I think that I think so. that's a good pick. Um, But also, I definitely see Hart. To be fair, Harvick's also been really fast at these tracks this year. He's always been he up front, I feel like. So, yeah. Fords, Fords are gonna be good. I think we made good picks, so that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, my reason was just stupid. <laughs> it's just, but like honestly, I do see it. But like anything, yeah, dude. I I, I, I mean, realize that yeah. with how stupid NASCAR, it's like, what if Talladega is the breath of fresh air we want, and it's like actually a good race, and it's just, but it's chill. I would be shocked, Zach. Apparently, That's a hurricane's coming, so. Oh, so it's going to be on Monday again. Okay. I'm just saying, if if there's a racing god... Oh, if it's on Monday, I'm not watching it, because I have a job. Wait. Yeah. Is it... Com- no, never mind. Um. So, yeah, you unemployed... Y'all Y'all unemployed people have fun. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, you tried not. so hard not to curse there. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, y'all. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Once again, thank you, Noah Sweet, for hopping on. Thank you guys for listening to this bit l- longer of an episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it more than you enjoyed Texas. Um, we'll be I able- hope so. I hope you enjoyed this. Well, I sure Texas. hope it is. <laughs> Next Damn. week, um, we're going to talk about Petit Le Mans a little bit. We're going to talk about Talladega, obviously, um, and whatever happened there. Um, maybe, maybe we'll watch F1. I don't even know what time it's going to be. Oh, and I think it's going to be I early. Think it's it's an hour earlier than normal. Oh, no, ma'am. I don't think I'm getting up for that, girl. No, ma'am. Y'all you, have you fun. You're going to watch it. Max Verstappen. No, I said I might watch it. And honestly, oh, okay. if, if if Petit Le Mans wasn't on, I probably would watch it. No. Nah. Mm. I think I'll watch Petit Le Mans, get my racing fix, then I'll be all good. It's uh, IMSA's championship uh, finale, Which, by the way, one too, of the best so. championship finales in motorsports is Petit It's Le Mans. a send-off for the DPI class, too. Because yeah. they switched to the new one next year. Yeah, um, Jimmy's oh. going to be in it. I hope he wins. I think that's one of the best championships in motorsports, Petit Le Mans. Don't, like, literally. You could not... Love that Name race. a better it's one. so much fun. Name a better one. NASCAR at Homestead. It's comparable. <laughs> I'd say it's But Petit Le Mans, like, it's like, I think comparable would be NASCAR at Bristol. NASCAR yeah. at Bristol yeah. Night Race would be the only because it's like a crown. It's like a crown jewel race. Yeah. To yeah. end the season, I just think that's dope. You can't like. I'm, anyways, I'm 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 getting into that too much. We'll see y'all so, next week. Follow us on social media at I'm at New Gaiden. Zach is at Dreamy Zach GP. You don't have to follow him if you don't want to. Yeah. Uh, you I can sh- follow I the should. podcast I, 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 at Gabe Racing Pod. Zach keeps trying to talk. Do not follow him on Twitter. Do not follow me on Twitter unless you want to laugh. And 
You don't even tweet. Shut up. Shut up. I can... just tw- I tweeted during the podcast. Shut up. You yeah. have so much attitude today. So, so unprofessional tweeting during the podcast. Just kidding. Are you going to take and away? Then... So are you going to get 51% of the ad revenue now and I get 49? Yes. <laughs> okay. I still owe you and that $5. I've already bought like M&Ms with that. I'll so you should you... like send me that. To... Yeah, do it. I'll get you the $5. Don't worry. Thank you. All right, y'all. Then you can follow, follow Noah. Who we oh, have I'm sorry. Guest. Follow Noah Sweet. Lefty underscore designs. I don't know what his Instagram is. He mentioned it, though. Yeah, I'll put it um, in It's the probably the same. Um, you'll probably be able to find 